0: Join us today in our interview with Ron Schlegel of Rise Above Trauma. He shares about successes his psychotherapy clients have experienced utilizing Psyche and how our subconscious improvement is reflected back to us by our children and loved ones. Ron describes we no longer need to be the victims of past traumatic circumstances. We can recover from PTSD and lead fulfilling lives. Stay tuned as Ron... Reads a moving testimonial letter written by a client who characterizes their Psyche experience as nothing less than life changing.
1: Welcome to Choice Point Radio. We are always at a choice point. What will you choose to enhance your life? Join Karen Mackay of Subconscious Change as she interviews Ron Schlegel of Rise Above Trauma. Today's topic is releasing emotional trauma. I'm Richard Tashman, the producer for Choice Point Radio, and here is your host, Karen Mackay.
0: Hi, welcome everybody. We are so excited today to get to share with Ron Schlegel. Ron is a wonderful person that has enjoyed using the processes of PsyK for several years now. Ron graduated from Syracuse University with a master's degree in social work in 1979, and during his 36 years of experience as a psychotherapist, he has helped people address a wide variety of mental health disorders. Since 2013, Ron has integrated Psyche into his clinical work, where he has witnessed people release their lifelong limiting beliefs and traumas in a matter of just a few sessions, something that was unheard of in many years before in his practice prior to using Psyche. Ron facilitates individual sessions in person and over Skype. In addition, he offers weekend intensives in which his clients can work one on one with him. And this assures deep and lasting change. He assures the same format for couples who want to make loving and lifelong changes in their relationship. And Ron's business is called Rise Above Trauma. So Ron, tell us a little bit about uh, your understanding of Psyche. Why don't we start there?
2: Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for having me. I really want to get the word out about Psyche because it it can really make quite a difference in a person's life. So what Psyche does is it works on the subconscious level. Most people don't realize, but about 95% of our behavior is driven by the subconscious mind. And if you really take a moment and think about that, that's significant because we think we're in control of our lives when we're not. Think of our subconscious mind as being this vast warehouse, and it's stored with all kinds of beliefs about ourselves and memories and traumas, and those are the things that are causing ourselves to behave in a certain way. Now, Psyche comes along and gives us the opportunity to be able to go in on a subconscious level and make some changes so that we can truly change our behaviors. As I indicated earlier, in my 36 years of um, being a a therapist, I was getting kind of frustrated because I'd worked with people for years and they weren't making that much change. So when I stumbled upon Psyche, I got very excited because I knew on some level that the problem was on a subconscious level. And I wasn't able to get there talking to people on a conscious level. So actually how I stumbled upon Psyche was very interesting. Um, you know, they have stumbled upon now on a computer and you can just wander <laughs> around. And and I came upon an interview with, with Rob Williams. Uh, Regina Meredith was actually the one who was doing the interview. Uh-huh. I have a lot of respect for her, so I paid attention when I saw that she was interviewing Rob Williams. And he had been a therapist, too, and and he was very frustrated with uh, the fact that the people he was working with weren't changing. Um, And so I could resonate with that. And then when he started to say that he saw such a difference in people um, after using Psyche, I just said to myself, I've got to learn how to do this. I've got to learn how to be able to get to people on a subconscious level, because I know that's where a lot of the challenges lie. So I dove in and I really learned how to do Psyche and start applying it on myself and in my practice. So I don't know if I answered your question, first of all. I kind of remember a little bit, but uh, what was the first question you asked me?
0: <laughs> well, I was just asking a little bit about what what Psyche is to you, and I think you got it. I mean, it's a, it's a really wonderful modality that dovetails beautifully with uh, psychotherapy practices with all kinds of other practices that um, are out there, you know, whether it's massage therapy or other things that are more body-centered. Um, here, you're working with a more mind-centered uh, process, mental, mental health. And so, it allows us to expand, you know, the toolkit, so to speak, that you're already working with. That's right. I'm sure you haven't completely abandoned all your other skills. You're still accessing those things, too, but adding this in with your toolkit has really been able to assist your clients in fascinating ways, and I know we're going to get to hear more about that.
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, Go ahead. I I just wanted to say that I think one of the the really nice things about Psyche is you don't have to be a therapist, you don't have to be a professional to be able to learn it and use it. And I encourage people really to look into Psyche because uh, it's not hard to learn, it's not hard to do. And it's just amazing how much of a difference it can make on a subconscious level in terms of clearing out limiting beliefs, clearing out traumas, so you can start taking back your life and start living it fully and really enjoying it.
0: Absolutely. And thank you for mentioning that too, Ron, because I think a lot of people do come into the world of Psyche looking for something they can do for themselves. and. This is what intrigued me about it initially because I'm very much a do it myself kind of person. I like to swing my own hammer and drive my own nails. And, you know, I like to, I like to do things for me for myself. And I think a lot of people actually enjoy that opportunity. It's just that they don't know what to do or how to do it. And so this is a toolkit that people can pick up in a, in a weekend and learn how to use these processes and start applying them in their life.
2: I think, unfortunately, therapy as a whole has kind of um, put the pe- the client one down. So the therapist is the expert, and uh, you know the the client is is the one who's got to do what the therapist tells them to do. Um, there, whereas psyche is very different. You really actually work on yourself. And the, the facilitator for Psyche is not a therapist, they're a facilitator. They help you really work through your own subconscious material. And that empowers people instead of disempowering people.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's a key element that I love about Psyche. It's it is a self-empowerment tool process. And whether you're working with a professional such as yourself or you have another friend that has come to a Psyche workshop, you know, along with you. Um, that doesn't it doesn't matter because you're able to get down to the root of whatever is going on for yourself with a friend or with a professional. And I loved how you said it you know, it's like the uh the the client has been one down in the world of psychotherapy. It's it's like this this is leveling the field so that people can really um have a professional that has a bigger understanding if they choose to engage with a professional. Um, that will allow them to draw on those other additional resources perhaps but that isn 't even the goal with psyche either it's really about um, you facilitating the, the uh, we call it a facilitator in psyche the facilitator facilitates the partner through their own self-discovery processes yes. and and it 's beautiful it works it works lovely doesn't it
2: yes it does yeah and and uh, I could go on and on talking about what a difference it's made in my own life Um i well, heard you could
0: you could give an example or two.
2: yeah yeah uh, i heard rob williams say once you know that you know he's the, this per, the the person on this earth who's done psyche the most so somebody asked him what difference has it made in your life and he says well my highs are higher and my lows are higher and uh that's exactly how i feel um You know, we all have our ups and downs. I have my good days, I have my bad days, but my my good days are a lot higher, and my my bad days aren't nearly as low as they used to be. I feel much more contented, much more um, happy, and just appreciating life and and all the aspects of life. I'm letting go of those things on a subconscious level that were keeping me from being that kind of person that I want to be. And one area in particular that um, was significant for me is. Uh, once I started doing psyche I didn't realize how many blocks I had to have money in my life. And I'm happy to say that uh, as I cleared blocks in terms of having money, uh, I started to see money coming to me without having to do a whole lot. We mm. have a tendency to think we have to work hard, we have to come up with this creative idea, we have to have, you know, be born into money or something in order to have money in our lives but uh the subconscious mind is very powerful so when we can clear out those subconscious blocks it's a lot easier uh for money to come to us for us to even see the opportunities as they present themselves and take the action necessary to be able to make it happen in our lives so i'm happy to say that that's really made a big difference for me too
1: ron you you said something about your earlier you were talking about the distinction between the subconscious and the conscious mind which of course As a, as a facilitator, I'm also aware of and also as a, as a degree biologist. The, uh, when I came into this world of Psyche, one of the things having done, uh, personal improvement work for decades also, I found myself noticing that given the, the tools that I have with Psyche, I had the image of moving from trying to push a water balloon through a small opening with the willpower to being able to just allow the water to flow to where it needed to flow to get the results i was looking for the the image of trying to stuff a water balloon through a small opening is kind of is kind of vivid for me and is an awful lot of work and it's really unnecessary
0: (laughs) i've never tried that
2: yeah, I love that analogy. Um, it's a lot like traditional therapy, isn't it? Uh, traditional therapy, you're trying to force people to change their way of thinking and behaving by talking to them on a cognitive level. And you're not getting to the subconscious, but when you get to the subconscious, then all of a sudden things can change very rapidly. So that leads me to, to mention something else about the subconscious, which is very interesting. Uh, that it processes information much faster than the conscious mind. Conscious mind, to use a computer analogy, processes information in about 4,000 bits of information per second, which is pretty fast, but the uh, subconscious mind processes information in about 4 billion bits of information per second. And what uh, makes Psyche so efficient is because when someone goes into a process in Psyche, which we call balances, um things can happen very quickly, and they may not notice it right away, uh even uh how much happened until a day or two later after the balance so it 's pr- it 's pretty interesting
0: yeah yeah we are We are working with the subconscious most of the time, but most of us don 't realize that we 're working with it yes. we're we 're seeing the results of the negative or the limiting programming that we have in our lives. And we think how how can we change this? How can we get rid of this? And how do we work with that powerhouse of information? And that's really where Psyche comes in. Is that this is the toolkit to work with that powerhouse? Yes. Yeah. Well, let's. Oh, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I just want to say quickly to Richard. You know, you said you're a biologist. Then you must know about Bruce Lipton. I'm assuming.
1: I do. Yeah, so I
2: I just think it's great to put a pitch in here for Bruce because he's been out there spreading the word about Psyche. And as a scientist, he's able to show that there's the power of Psyche because we tend to think that it's all in our genes, but he's showing that it's not in our genes, it's in our thoughts.
1: When when you and I were in school, Ron, the whole concept of epigenetics was somebody's, uh, was like a woo woo idea on somebody's part out on the fringes and today it's it's moved into the mainstream where people actually acknowledge that yeah this really is happening. Yes.
2: Yeah. So Karen, sorry about that, no. but I wanted
0: to get a oh, in the Oh no, I think it's great. I love talking about Bruce. Are you kidding? <laughs> no, this is um this is a very important part of of Psyche is knowing that uh, Dr. Lipton is out there really spreading the word about Psyche and helping Psyche get known around the world. And um, he's done so much, so, so much to help people connect with Psyche. And I'm so eternally grateful to him. So absolutely, let's give him air time. <laughs> Love to give him air time. Well, let's talk a little bit about when um, when you took the classes, you told me that you were interested in utilizing this within your practice. And yeah. let's go back to those early first days after your first class, do you remember that feeling of what that was like and introducing it to your clients? Uh, Tell us a little bit about how that went.
2: Yeah, oh, great. I'm glad you asked the question because, you know, even though you learn it, you've got to put it into practice. And, you know, I I had never done muscle testing before or applied kinesiology. So um, I was curious about how my clients would respond to the new procedures. And I'm pleasantly, I was pleasantly surprised at how quickly um, they opened up to it. And a lot of it had to do with the kinesiology itself is they could see um, how the muscle testing was doing something Uh, uh, and it was right on. So in other words, if they would say their name, uh, they were strong to that. If they said somebody else's name, they were weak to that, and they go, oh, my God. Um, (laughs) So they wanted to know more, and they wanted to give it a try Um, because people nowadays are pretty desperate. They really want to change. They're open-minded. They're wanting to try new things. So I was surprised at how quickly that happened. But, uh, you know, I kind of tested the waters with my colleagues first, and they were a safer target. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> walk into the office and say, hey, let's do something new.
2: Yes, and if you don't mind, I'd like to share a story with one of my first colleagues that I practiced on. Uh, she, she was unfortunate, or fortunate, I should say, to walk in my office, you know, the next day after the, the workshop. And, um, she comes in with this, uh, incredible migraine headache, and she, well, you know, she was just going to tell me that she had to to leave because she had a severe migraine and, and wanted to get to the doctor as soon as possible so she could get some relief. And I said, hey, I I just learned something that might be helpful to you. You know, it'll only take a few minutes. Do you mind if we sit down and give it a try? And and she and I had a good relationship, so she said, I'll try anything. So um, she sat down, and before I started with a, a balance, I um, I um just got a little background from her in terms of, you know, I asked her some questions. When did your migraines start? I mean, it, it, has it been a regular pattern for you? And she shared that, yeah, she's had them since she was a child mm-hmm. uh, at an early age. And I said, so around the time that your migraines started, what was going on in your life? And she started to tear up, and she shared with me that her father had tried to murder her mother. Mm-hmm. and um, He almost did. He almost accomplished that. So um, she, she apologized for crying. <laughs> and I said, don't apologize. But I, I asked her to be open and curious because I thought there might be a connection between that incident and the migraine.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So we went into a balance, and she was totally amazed. It was only a matter of a couple of minutes. she was in the balance, and when she came out, she didn't have the migraine anymore
0: oh, that is fabulous because uh, she was ready to yeah definitely
2: uh, it was like so confirming to me how significant psyche is in helping people process their subconscious material now she loved it so much she Wanted to have some more sessions, and um, so I was just doing it to to help out, and it was good for me because I could practice. So that was the exchange that she and I were having, because I got to practice and she got some benefit from it. Um, we did a few more balances, and um, something else I didn't know about her is that she, for most of her life, hasn't been able to sleep very well at night. She'd only get a couple hours of sleep a night. <laughs> decided to work two jobs simply because if I couldn't sleep I might as well work two jobs (laughs) Um, so she'd work in the evenings too Um, so we did a few more balances and um, she started sleeping really well like she's never slept her whole life Um, and now two years have gone by and that's all the same she hasn't had any migraines Mm -hmm. and she still sleeps very well at night and uh, I'm just so touched by that that um, and it's just been, been great, uh, to, to watch that. I've watched it in a lot of, uh, different people, uh, over the years now that I've been working with. I'll just share one other story uh, about her with you, um, because she's given me permission to share whatever I want about um those balances. <laughs> That's uh, great. <laughs> she came in one day kind of feeling out of sorts and, uh. And she was just sharing it. Oh, I don't know why. I just don't feel good today. And I said, hey, you want to find out what might be behind it on the subconscious level? And, you know, Psyche has a process where you can check for messages, you know, behind a condition for an illness. And uh, so um, we went ahead and did the process and came up with a belief statement that neither one of us could figure out why we came up with it. Um the, the belief statement was I'm in harmony with nature. Um and we're you know, scratching our heads. But I said, let's be open and curious. Let's go ahead and balance for this belief statement and see what happens. So she goes into balance and then comes out of it. And she's smiling. She goes, I know what it was all about. <laughs> she goes <laughs> she goes, I'm terrified of thunderstorms and there was a thunderstorm last night. What? And she says I don't feel uptight anymore. I feel, feel a lot better. And then, now, two years later, she's reported to me she's no longer afraid of thunderstorms.
0: Fantastic! That's yeah.
1: very cool, Ron. Yeah. What what great stories and and certainly those of us who who do this day in and day out have a lot of uh, winning stories like that. And and it's yes. really nice that you're that you're. Friend and partner allows you to share those because they they ought to be heard. That's very very cool. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Well, that's that's a great place to go. And then just going back to some of the questions that we discussed before we got on the show, um, there were some things that you've added into the practice with psyche and, and introducing this. Uh, was there anything else that you wanted to share specifically about the practice that? Might be helpful for people to hear, or
2: in in terms of other modalities, or just uh... no, just
0: you. We had talked about um, starting to use psyche in your practice right away after you learned it, and then you you applied that and you started having good results. Were you utilizing this on a frequent basis in the practice, or? Slowly, slowly edging it in, or how how did you kind of move that? I dove
2: right in and started using it right away in my practice. But you know, one thing that I think is important for people to hear is that I got together on a basis with other people who trained in psyché, and we practiced with each other because, first of all, you can continue to learn and grow yourself and clear out subconscious blocks and beliefs, and that's a wonderful process. And But you can get to hone your skills, and people remind you what you forgot if you forgot a step or something. So, yeah, that's, that's really made a difference in my life. And I've made some really good friends as a, as a result of it. Um, when you start connecting to people on a very deep level because you're not holding anything back anymore, you're not hiding anything from anybody,
0: it's precious. Yeah, it is, definitely. Um, so
2: I started I started using it right away and I work at uh, you know, a full-time job in an agency and then I also have a private practice. And in my agency, I was really, really not talking it up that much because uh, um, people not understanding what I was doing. They might tell me to stop doing it, so I was careful. But what happened over time is that Um, other providers in the agency noticed how much the people I was working with were changing they came to me and asked me what was I doing Um, and another colleague of mine also who trained with me had the same experience the psychiatrists were very much impressed with the changes they were seeing in people that they hadn't seen in years Um, they, they had to know what was going on and that was a scary moment for us but um, we owned up to it, we shared, we demonstrated Psyche, and that was the biggest uh, change for for the people I work with. Because you can talk about Psyche, but until you experience it, it's really hard to appreciate it.
0: Yeah, it is. And it, it's nothing wild or crazy. It's very practical. Yes. And I think that's one of the things that I love, too, about Psyche, is the practicality of it and... It's it's so usable by so many people. I, I haven't met anybody that can't use it yet. I don't know that that even exists. I you know it's very very applicable across the lines for everybody. It's
2: so easy and simple. It's hard for people to wrap their brain around it. I mean you know <laughs> professionals like myself have been in, you know gone to school for years, and then this stuff comes along and makes everything so much easier. It doesn't almost seem fair. I wish they could get my money back for college years. <laughs>
0: yeah let me know if you get any back will (laughs) you
1: ron you you used a term uh that we commonly use as facilitators subconscious blocks and that's an interesting term that we kind of take for granted and and i've wondered how to define that for people you have a you have a, a definition that comes to mind how to Explain what a subconscious block means to you. I think of it kind of like a, uh, a, sort of like the things that we have in parking lots that keep us from driving forward. I like too that far. analogy.
2: Yeah. Um, well, the way I see a subconscious block is is if we're intending to accomplish something on a conscious level, but for some reason something is getting in the way from us following through. Like, let's say losing weight um you know you want to lose weight but then you don't want to lose weight in and and you back and forth with it all the time that's probably an indicator that there's something on a subconscious level that's getting in the way of you following through uh with your your plans so that's how i define a subconscious block is something that's interfering with you what you're trying to do consciously you're wondering why you can't seem to break through that barrier
0: yeah do you um, consider a subconscious block to be the same thing as a uh, limiting belief, or are those different, or how would you describe that?
2: Um, you know, I would say a limiting belief is is a type of subconscious block, but there are other subconscious blocks, too, I think, and that is if we have memories or experiences from a certain time in our lifetime... Uh, it may not be so much a belief, but a memory or a fear that's getting in the way, that's keeping us from following through on something. Maybe we made some kind of an agreement with ourselves to never put ourselves in those kind of situations again.
0: Mm-hmm. So you define those as, as somewhat different than than a belief. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, but
2: I don't know if it's that important to get hung up on the the. Mm-hmm. the oh yeah. Determination between the two. This mind is pretty interesting. The more I look at it, the more I realize how complex it is.
0: Right. Well, the reason I'm um, bringing a differentiation to the forefront is that oftentimes uh, this idea of limiting beliefs is something that's presented by, you know, Dr. Lipton or Rob Williams, or people have spoken about it and they've heard about it. But you're bringing up a different kind of aspect now. That we also deal with in Psyche, which is a limitation, but it may not specifically be a phrase or a statement.
2: Yes, that's correct.
0: Yeah, and so we have a, a really beautiful process that works with situations, or as you described it, a memory. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or it could have been in a particular event that took place in somebody's life, and those are no longer serving the person. They're, that's they're uh, contradictory or uh, counterindicated at this point so it's not helpful to have it anymore and right. at one point it might have served the person very very well to have that but now they've probably outgrown that particular uh, situation or they've outgrown the need for that particular um, experience and they want to update update their subconscious and so whether it's a belief statement or whether it's a an event or something that happened we can work with both of those
2: Yes. It's kind of like a reboot. Yeah. Use computer language. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I've had experiences where people remember something that they had forgotten that was getting in the way.
0: Mm hmm.
2: And consciously, if you think about that, you couldn't get at it otherwise
1: because it was totally suppressed.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Yeah. Ron, you alluded to something politely earlier. I can't remember the exact phrase that you used a few minutes ago that reminded me of the one of the things that when we talk about, you know, whether it's a whether it's a as a block or a limiting belief, the semantics perhaps are not relevant at the moment. The idea that when at one time or another in our lives, we make uh, choices that are made with an awful lot of emotion behind them which end up being decisions and sometimes it's you know it's it's a simple choice like i'll never do that again but when we're but when we're doing it with an enormous amount of emotion and there's a lot of neurotransmitters moving around in our brain they can lock that in in ways that that really become a uh at least in my own experience have really been very Uh, when I, when I reach them, I notice that I really need to push hard to get past them. And one of the, one of the thrills that I've found with Psych K is to be able to very gently just, um, move them out of the way and, and install a different thought that's, that's more relevant to the, to my current life as opposed to that thought that I had, you know, yesterday or, or decades ago, that is still that's still active for me because the subconscious brain, as we know, only lives in yes. the present.
2: That was well said. By the way, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that the subconscious lives only in the present. So all the things that are stored in that vast warehouse of the subconscious that are really happening right now, as far as the subconscious mind is concerned, uh, I work with a lot with people who have PTSD, and so when a helicopter flies over for a Vietnam veteran, for example that's taking them right back to Vietnam. They're, they're not in the present moment. They're back in Vietnam. So um, that's a very significant piece of the puzzle. I'm also glad that you mentioned that it's it's easy and gentle because I don't want people to be afraid of the process. It really is easy and gentle. It's, it's not painful. It's not a struggle. For the most part, uh, it's just about letting go and allowing that rewiring to go on. I can tell you're a biologist because you start talking about neural pathways, but uh, I'm not a biologist. I'm not an expert in that area, but I do have an appreciation how um, nowadays we can measure the brain. We can put electrodes on the brain and we can measure exactly where those neural pathways are firing when we're remembering something or thinking about something. Chocolate ice cream, for example, if we were to measure where that gets triggered, uh, there's a certain part of the brain that gets triggered when we're thinking about chocolate ice cream, and it's probably going to be different from one person to the next. But uh, Psyche is able to get at, brain and create a new neural pathway. Yeah. What what do you think, Bruce would think of what I just said?
0: (laughs) I think he'd say you did a pretty good job. Well, I'd like to go back just for a moment to the idea of the subconscious is always living in the present moment. Because I think this is a, a comment that people may or may not really understand too well. And so what happens is the conscious mind is processing information very differently than the subconscious mind. And the conscious mind has an understanding of time, linear, um, it, it does linear time great. But the subconscious mind doesn't really process time. And so it has a different way of working with events. It sees, experiences everything as though it was right now. So if something happened in 1961 or it happened in 1975 or it happened in 1983, it's very much right now happening in the subconscious. Now, this is fine and dandy if it's a really nice event and there isn't any kind of a a powerful charge to it that knocks us on our on our backside, but if there is something that's happened that has a very powerful charge to it—a trauma or a very limiting or a negative situation for a person—then that actually holds the person back from being able to move beyond that until they do something to shift out of that that remembrance and the triggering episode that is going on. You mentioned the um, helicopter and a Vietnam vet. You know that war has been over a long time ago, but it's, it's right now for that vet. It, they're hearing it. They're feeling it. They're seeing it. That it takes them right back to that moment when they experienced something very powerful and maybe they were afraid for their own life or maybe they were afraid for the lives of their, their buddies that they were with. Um, some really rough things happen for people. And so the subconscious doesn't know what to do with it. It just keeps living in that traumatized state hour after hour, day after day. And, that's why trauma is so distressing for people yes. and the other thing about trauma is that the um the subconscious doesn't put any scale to it the conscious mind can say oh well that's not a big deal that was just a little slap on the hand get over it your mother you know your mother needed to scold you but to a child that could be a, a traumatizing event so severe that it will keep them from taking risks in the future or being willing to ask somebody a question, you know, it's it's just there's a lot of things we don't understand about how the subconscious is working. So somebody um, being hard with the children or harsh with a child uh, could be just as traumatizing as this experience with a the, the war vet. And I think that's a really powerful thing for a lot of parents to understand: is that we need to have a different way of approaching. Uh, conversations with our children and to understand that the subconscious is taking everything in, especially uh, from zero to seven where the conscious mind really hasn't developed yet. The, The brainwave activity for consciousness as we know it as an adult hasn't even come online yet. So the child is living in a world of subconscious experience all the time. And everything that we do makes a difference to that child.
2: In fact, the best way a parent can be a good parent Is work on their own subconscious material. Oh, isn't that true. They're carrying a lot of their own stuff, you know, from their childhood forward into this relationship with their kids, so that's the best thing they can do.
0: Yeah, and thank you for bringing that up, Ron. Um, Would you like to share a little bit more about that?
2: In terms of uh, uh, your relationship with other people and Yeah,
0: well, you know, in the world of parenting, you know, I think this is a a good thing to hear from you is that um, we need to work on our relationships with other people, uh, how we see our our family relationships, things like that. Um, Oftentimes, parents will say, my child has a problem with this or that. And, you know, they're pointing out the child and they're saying there's something wrong with him or her, when in fact, the child is mirroring what's going on at home. They're mirroring what's happening with mom or dad. And it isn't the child's experience. Uh, It isn't their fault. You know, it's not their problem, truly.
2: Right. Well, in my practice, I work with adults. Um, I don't have the opportunity to work with too many kids, but I think that's going to change. I've worked with some adolescents. Um, But um, one case in particular, I, I will share some facts about um, was an adult who came to see me who was extremely angry and um she said, owned up to the fact that she'd been a miserable angry person all her life and she was only coming to see me because her regular therapist referred her to me and she said I like my regular therapist so I'll give you a couple of sessions and then I'm saying bye-bye. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> she no said, pressure
2: there <laughs> I said whatever <laughs> um, So um, I did talk to her a little bit about Before we started doing balances And I tried to get a sense of You know I, I like to go back Looking because I'm a therapist I guess I like to go look back looking at earlier years To see if there's any um, uh, Significant material there to work with Because I'm aware of the fact that uh, when you work on traumas and beliefs that started in an early age, the things that follow build one on top of the other. So it's like a domino effect. So if you can go back in time and work at an early age. You actually, when you deal with some of that stuff, the other stuff later on just kind of takes care of itself. So it's much more efficient to go back earlier years. And what she shared was is that she had a, a horrible relationship with her mother. Her mother felt, made her feel like she was worthless, couldn't do enough to make her mother happy, and so on and so forth. So we balanced for those things. And I think we had a, she, she decided to go beyond the two sessions. We had about four sessions together. She came back in the fourth session, said to me, I'm only here because I want to tell you, This stuff works. (laughs)
0: Oh, wow.
2: She was really happy with her life, Uh, her relationship with her mother had changed a lot because her mother was still alive. And so uh, it's just so rewarding to be able to see that kind of change in people. You can see me tear up as I talk about it because, um, you know, it's given me a whole new lease on the work that I do with the people uh, that I work with. Uh before Psyche I was starting to think about retiring because I was burning out. I spent a lot of years doing what I do. Um and and feeling the stress of it all, feeling frustrated. Uh but now with Psyche, I don't ever see myself retiring.
0: Wow. That's a gift to all of us. So That's Yeah, and cool, I right? really
2: encourage parents to to work on themselves because their relationship with their kids are gonna change just because they've changed.
0: That is so true. Yeah. And I hear it in class after class. I've got several parents that have uh, come to workshops and they take home the material from the basic workshop and they start using it for themselves and they start working on their own life. And they may have even pointed out in the basic workshop that their, their children are, you know, disruptive or they're not doing well in school or any number of things that, you know, they might pick on about the child and then they come back for another class, you know, a month or two later, and they say, wow, I just can't believe how much my children have changed, you know, and all I've been doing is working for myself on the Psyche stuff. <laughs> and and it's just, it's beautiful to hear, you know, because they they have that firsthand experience then that they are the creator of their universe. They're the ones that are creating that experience in their family dynamic and all they had to do was change themselves and the children just naturally stopped the the problematic behaviors because they felt better too mom or dad wasn't so upset they weren't so angry they were more centered and focused you know and that allowed the child to respond more naturally so yeah this is this is all really good stuff i want to point something out
2: that people might be wondering about um They may be wondering, why aren't we going into more detail about exactly what we do to create a balance? And what I want to say to that is, uh, even though Psyche is a relatively simple simple and easy process to learn, um, Rob Williams feels very strongly that it's important for people to learn it correctly. Mm -hmm. Uh, We don't want it just getting out there and anybody playing around with it because it's got its subtleties and you want to make sure it's done well. We want to maintain the t- integrity of the process.
0: Yeah, I really appreciate you bringing that up, Ron. Thank you so much. We, we do have a very strong uh, ethic, I think, about, about that. And it isn't hard to learn, but there are so many small details. There's so many little subtleties, as you say, that really um, make it richer for a person. And oftentimes we have people that say, "Well, why isn't this taught in videos and why isn't it available in a book and why can't I just learn it, you know, by watching somebody on YouTube or something?" And you know what? That is such a disservice to to themselves and it's a disservice to others that they would work with as well because they haven't had the the full experience of being in a classroom and learning the subtleties that we're talking about. Well, so
2: Thanks and for it's not about that. me being a therapist
0: wanting to
1: hold on to my territory. No. And he can learn how to do it. No. Karen, I can sure. add something to that also. That from my experience, first of all, learning psyche is basically it's an apprenticeship. It's not. It's not just take a class. It's an apprenticeship, and and it needs and it requires that we apprentice ourselves. With some, with an instructor who is, with a certified Psych K instructor like you, for example, who is highly skilled at doing this, you teach, you teach the material like, you know, three and four weeks a month, you're teaching the material, one, either one class or another. So you're doing this very professionally and, and it is absolutely Top of mind for you as an as a certified instructor at all times, and so as a student, as one of your students, and I'm I'm thrilled to say that as one of your students, Karen, that the my experience of being a student as an as though an apprentice in a setting where I'm with other people and we're working. This is not a lecture mm-hmm. setting right. where we're actually working with each other seeing results and under your supervision is very very important and likewise i can also liken the experience of being a facilitator to to being a musician i i can play the piano but nobody's going to hire me to play a concert and the people and i liken it to i like to think of uh, something that i remember uh, the the great late uh, uh, russian pianist uh, Vladimir Horowitz said if I don't practice for one day I can hear it if I don't practice for two days my wife can hear it and if I don't practice for three days everybody can hear it because he he played the game at the top of the at the top of the charts for what he did in his in his world as a as a professional as a world class pianist and so it requires that that we do this with with commitment under the tutelage of people who actually know how to teach it and and keep us on top of our game, and I think that's that's an important part of the reason why we don't talk about it and we don't do videos about it. It really does look easy, but it but the subtleties are what make the difference because otherwise it's mechanical, right. and then it doesn 't right. get the results. yeah
0: well, go ahead
2: uh, I just that was well said, Richard.
1: Thank you.
0: Well, Ron, you have um, the name of your business is Rise Above Trauma. Why? Why did you choose that name? And maybe you could share a little bit about that.
2: Um, well, you know, I, I can't say that I'm an expert at uh, you know creating a website on the internet, but I managed to do it on my own, and uh, I had to go searching for a name. And uh, at the at the time, and I still am. I I work a lot with people who have PTSD, and. Um, I am honored to to do so because so many people with PTSD have been told they have to live with this for the rest of their lives, and they're convinced they have to live with it for the rest of their lives. So I've kind of made a commitment to putting a special focus on those individuals. So that's why I I picked that name, Rise Above Trauma. Um, Although it's not the only thing that Psyche can work with, and I love... You know the variety of people I work with, but uh, I've made a commitment to those people who have PTSD.
0: Yeah. Well, and I love how fast psyche works with the trauma aspects that people have. I know I don't specialize in trauma either, but I certainly am keen on helping people with the traumas that they have when when I have sessions with them, and I have seen trauma situations change so quickly for a person. Oftentimes, even with a single balance, they, they feel such a weight lifted from their shoulders that they're able to sleep better. They're able to, um, look forward to the next day, um, and which gives them the opportunity to look forward to their life because all they can see is a life filled with the same heaviness or burden that they're carrying. They can't see beyond that. And so when they have this experience of doing what I call a trauma transformation balance, they're, they're astounded at how quickly things shift. And yeah. and it can be so um, so simple, I and I, I'm going to go ahead and share this story because it keeps popping up into my mind. So I had worked with a lady in Canada who was going to be moving to uh, some country in South Africa, or the South African continent, I should say. I don't know that it was South Africa now. It's been several years ago since I worked with her. But she had met somebody from this country, and they had decided to get married and she was absolutely terrified of snakes well as you can imagine you know <laughs> being in the, in the african continent there's quite a number of different kinds of snakes and some are poisonous and some aren't and and she was absolutely just crazed with the idea of being around um possibility of running into a snake and so we did a trauma balance and she was able to have absolutely zero response to a snake. Now we're talking about somebody that if um you've seen those little wooden snakes that are carved and they're 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 wiggly. They've got like little um sections to them that are very tiny and so they have the action of a snake. Like if you hold it you can make the whole thing wiggle and sliggle. And so she had a, a friend that had scared her with one of those not that long before we had met. And so she was an adult when this happened. And she said that just unnerved me. I just I just couldn't stand it. So I said, well, what do you think would happen now if you saw one of those? And she said, I don't know, after the balance was over. And I said, well, let's see if, because I was at somebody's house and they had children and, you know, toys and stuff. And I said to the lady that was there, I said, do you have any, you know, any toy snakes or anything? And she brought out the same kind of snake toy that this woman had been scared by. And she had absolutely no effect from seeing this thing swiggling in front of her, you know, just with the, the action and stuff. And she was quite blown away by how relieved she was. And she said, I think I can move now. I, I think I could even be happy in Africa. <laughs> so, you know, it was just, it, it seems like maybe a small or trite thing to us. But for her, it meant the rest of her new future that she was moving into and living in a country where there were probably going to be snakes around. Yeah. So, kind of a kind of a wild thing. So, that would be a fear situation, too, that um, psyche can really help people with fears.
2: I have a lot of examples like that. And I'll share another, if you don't mind. No, please, yes. Um, I was working with someone who um, had severe PTSD. Um, he was in New York City around 9-11. Before mm-hmm. 9-11... A friend of his, uh, who was a colleague, had jumped out of a 20-story window and committed suicide. Um, this individual didn't feel like uh, his friend actually committed suicide, but probably was murdered. Because he had he knew that his friend had discovered something in the company that was illegal. Mm. Um, so he was terrified by that. And then 9-11 came along. So... He no longer could work, and he wanted to get as far away from New York City as he could, which mean, which meant leaving his family behind. Um, so um, we worked together probably four or five sessions facilitating Psyche, and he made such a change in himself, he could now go back to New York City to visit and was considering moving closer to New York City to get back closer to his family so um it really can change someone's
0: life yeah yeah that's amazing Hmm. well any other stories that you'd like to share that was a fantastic one
2: if you don't mind i think what i'll do is i got a testimonial the other night uh i'd like to read part of it to you sure that'd be great um just because it it gives a, it was well-written and, and it gives a sense of the, how much Psyche can really mean to somebody in their own words. Sure. Thank you. I came to Psyche after a long search for a solution to a debilitating anxiety that had been triggered by a medical emergency. It wasn't until I did my first Psyche session that I discovered a profound spiritual insecurity that was underlying my anxiety. In my second session, I dealt with a formerly hidden trauma. That balance provided profound relief and truly helped me see the world through different eyes. That session ranks up there As one of the most extraordinary experiences of my life, I have had four sessions so far, and every balance has been important and unique. A puzzle piece that contributes to seeing the full picture of my life. I have changed so much in this process. In addition to reduced anxiety, I have opened up to amazing spiritual experiences. Before, I felt like I was dead inside. Now, I feel vibrantly alive. I have so much more energy than I used to have, and seem to need less sleep. Additionally, I've experienced physical improvements, such as weight loss, and cessation of my liver gallbladder problems. In my opinion, removing the burden of hidden traumas and limiting beliefs from my subconscious mind allowed my body to function better and to heal.
0: Mm, that is so beautiful.
1: And so, Ron, that's amazing, Ron. What a what a nice what, how nicely yes, written and. Yes. and Very heartfelt. Yes.
2: And you can see why I don't want to retire anymore.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. No, not when you're not when you're uh, have the opportunity to to share those kinds of experiences with people and offer them those kinds of those kinds of outcomes. That's really amazing to be able to assist in those kinds of uh, results. Wow.
0: Well, I think. This is speaking to the hope that Psyche can really provide for people. A lot of times people come in to whether it's a therapist's office or they come into a class for Psyche and they feel like they've exhausted everything that they they can think of. Maybe they've been to several different kinds of doctors. Maybe, you know, if they're seeking solutions to a health problem and maybe the doctors have even told them, I'm sorry, there's nothing more we can do. Or, you know, this is all in your head. I've had, people come to class that have been told that and they really don't know what else to do they they feel hopeless and i think that's one of the things that keeps us getting up every morning is that today's going to be a better day some somewhere someone will tell me something that will help me feel better and i think psyche really does provide that also for people is that there is renewed hope for shifting through these things and the subconscious really has not been addressed all that much in a very um, public or warm and friendly way. I mean, we've we've talked about uh, people that have have uh, maybe gone to hypnosis, and you know, Freud talked about you know the uh, the subconscious is kind of a dark and scary place to be, and you know, all these kinds of things. And and it isn't that way at all. But it's the old ideas that we've got about the subconscious, and we really need to update that idea that. We all have one, you know. Guess what? (laughs) So we can either see it as friend or foe, and it really isn't a foe. It's that we've got programs that are within the subconscious that need to be updated, and once we update those programs, we're dealing with our best friend ever. You know how how would you like to have the best friend you could possibly have be on your team twenty four seven? You know it already is, but we can we can update it and have it be even more. Uh, beneficial to us than it has been. I think that's one of the great things that Psyche offers us too. Well, are there any other things you'd like to share with us, Ron?
2: I just have a parting question for the viewers, and that is think about what the world would be like if everybody could clear out their limiting thoughts and beliefs and their
0: traumas. That's a great question. Great question. What would the world be like? Yeah, Wouldn't we all
2: want to live in that world?
0: I'm, I'm hopeful for that. That's why I keep doing what I do is to help, help people awaken to greater possibilities. And I know that you keep doing what you're doing too, Ron, because you see that it is working and people are, they are turning the corner. Yeah. Yeah. And Richard, you know, thank you for you being here with us to help spread the word and, and be our engineer and our producer to get the word out and start sharing these messages with others. That tune into us, whether it's on YouTube or whether it's on the the radio or uh, whether it's even in a transcript form that you know people can get to read about this. That once we get everything, the show is in the can, as they say. <laughs> so once we have it all ready to go and it's rolled out, it's it's a very important gift that we're sharing with the world. And and Ron, thank you so much for coming on today. Now before we go, though, before we go, you had an offer.
2: I like people to know that I offer a three-session package for $375. Uh, That's a reduction of about $60 off of a single-session price. And I want people to think of it this way. Do you want to go for a couple of years to see a therapist or do you want to change in a few sessions, which is is more affordable?
0: (laughs) That's a tough question. I'll have to think about that. (laughs) I'll go for the three sessions. Yeah. Thank you very much for that offer, and Ron Schlegel is the man of the hour. Ron, thanks so much for being on with us, and we look forward to having you on again in the future. So, get a few more good stories and bring them on again, will you?
1: Will
0: do. All right, thanks so much, and have a great night. Bye
1: bye. Bye, Ron. Thank you, Ron. Find out more about Ron and his Psych-K facilitation work at riseabovetrauma.com. Ron Schlegel, that's S-C-H-L-E-G-E-L, is available for private in-person consultations in South Central New York State or worldwide on Skype. He can be reached by phone at 607-359-3095. That number, once again, is 607-359-3095. He can also be reached by email at ron, R-O-N, at com. To experience Psych-K with any of the Psych-K professional facilitators who are trained by Karen McKay, visit the private sessions tab on the subconsciouschange.com website. To learn more about Psych K or to schedule a Psych K workshop, contact Karen McKay, an international certified Psych K instructor. Email Karen at subconsciouschange.com or call Karen at 719 648 3070. Thank you for listening today, and be sure to check back for other programs from Choice Point Radio. This is a joint production of the Choice Point Radio Network and StreamThink, LLC. Copyright 2015 by Choice Point Radio.
0: Okay, kids. We got T-Mobile's unlimited
1: family plan with Netflix included, so... Our New Year's resolution
0: is to not spoil your shows, since we can watch our own shows on our phones, tablets, or TV.
1: Good. Get
0: four lines for just 40 bucks each per month with AutoPay, taxes and fees included, and a Netflix
1: subscription on us so you can watch your favorite movies and shows. Only with T-Mobile. Video streams at 480p. A small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds. Netflix for two screens included. Terms apply. Price includes sales tax.